Hello, and welcome to Online and Inspired, a weekly podcast for educators, parents, and those leading the way in the future of learning. I'm Emily Smith, founder and CEO of Teleteachers. And I'm Marissa Rothermel, special education teacher extraordinaire, or mama, as my daughter calls me. We are on a mission to live inspired always and talk about our jobs as education innovators, AKA modern day educators, navigating all the things. We are here as pioneers in online education, firmly set in our beliefs in equality, equity, and balance in all things. We are proud educators, proud parents, and we are here with you every week to talk about how we embrace it all, from ed tech news to uh-ohs and boo-boos. Thank you for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe. In everything we do, we strive to bring levity to the conversation. If you're not leaving this podcast with the same feeling you leave the workroom after some juicy conversation we all love, we're doing something wrong. We're moving that water cooler banter online. So let's get to chatting. Are you ready, Marissa? I'm ready, Emily. I'm caffeinated and committed. Let's talk online and inspired. Good afternoon. It is September 12th, 2022. This is Marissa Rothermel here with Emily Smith. Together we are online and inspired. And we had an unexpected break last week due to uh, a series of events. I won't call them unfortunate events because Emily was traveling. I was here but didn't put together a great show for you. Our guest backed out last minute. You know, things happen. Life happens. It's okay. But we're here. We're ready. We're extra inspired. And Emily, I can't wait to hear about your trip. Tell me all things Alaska. It was amazing. So I have worked in Alaska previously. Um, for a couple of years, I worked in rural Alaskan villages in the lower uh, uh, lower Kuskokwim River area. So uh, these were 24 rural Alaskan schools that were part of this cooperative and I hopped on bush planes and went out to the schools and um, did speech therapy and then flew back to the lower 48 and did teletherapy with, with the same kids. Um, and that's how I got my start in telepractice. But I had forgotten how long it takes to get to Alaska. It takes a long time. How long does it take to get to Alaska? So you're coming from Florida. So you are, that's a hike. How'd you get there? I don't even remember. Oh, well, getting there was way easier than coming home. But I attribute this to my lack of commitment when it comes to booking travel, which you know well. And our <laughs> listeners know well. I do. So, okay. <laughs> here's how I did it and how I would do it next time. But right. how I got there, I flew Miami to Seattle. It was lovely. It was a treat. It was a vacation. I used my American Airlines miles and I bought a first class ticket with miles. And so I'd been saving them for a long time when I could get away with no baby, just myself and Netflix and books and writing and all of that. So hop on this flight in Miami go to Seattle. It was just a, a lovely seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> first class is an experience. I was treated to a first class cross-country flight at one point in my life and it was awesome. And me with my, my social skills, which you may or may not be aware I have, um, <laughs> managed to spend most of the, the first class portion of the, of the trip chatting with one of the steward or no flight attendants excuse my wording flight attendants and they sent me home with an unopened bottle of wine Ooh, I know I was I, that was one hack of an experience and it's funny because I was also flying to Seattle at that point oh cool <laughs> yeah so you you lived first class life did you get fed did you have food I did but I will tell you that we sat in the Miami airport for about three hours before the flight. So it was delayed. And then we got on the plane and the, uh, something was wrong with the fuel lodge, you know, whatever the term is, the fuel that goes into the plane, something was wrong with that. So they had us get off, um, get on a different plane. So we were four or five hours behind, but we got fed and, um, there were drinks available. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, 
Netflix was downloaded. So I ended up meeting my mom um, in Seattle. She had arrived uh, before me. <laughs> I got into Seattle about 3 a.m. But thankfully, I didn't have my flight, my next flight into Anchorage until later that afternoon. So met my mom at a hotel and um, was able to sleep <laughs> for a long time. It was just magical. And then got up and flew into Anchorage in the morning. Um, and then that next day we took the train to Denali national park, which we love trains, my mom and I, and it was the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen in my life. Wow. How long was the train ride? Six, seven hours. It was, was, but it was, it was, uh, so beautiful. It went by quickly and Mm. something about being on trains. I just love them. I love to write on trains. I love to read on trains. And so the, the time flew by really quickly. Wow. That's awesome. I will tell you though, as I was in Seattle airport, I, um, I was reminded of, and I had totally forgot about many of my Alaskan experiences going there for work because I passed this area of the airport in Seattle. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I used to sleep on that floor over there because on the way back from, uh, uh, Alaska traveling back home to the lower 48, there was always like this six hour layover in Seattle before you could get on your plane. And that's not enough time to, you know, get a hotel and, you know, you're traveling on a budget cause you're doing it for work. And right. Um, so anyway, I just remember lovingly like laying on my backpack in this quaint little corner of the SeaTac airport. <laughs> That's hysterical. That's, you know, it's stories like that. Why nap rooms in, in airports exist now. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, you can rent nap rooms. Um, uh, not every a major airport. I bet Seattle has it. Uh, you can rent. Uh, they're calling them nap spaces, nap rooms, nap pods, etc. Where they will have, they're like an itty bitty apartment. And you can rent shower time. For like 30 minutes or whatever, you get your own personal shower. You can get a bed for like six hours, for example, where you can just go in and clean up and feel refreshed and nap. Um, and they're they're super regulated, but they're becoming more and more popular. I think they started in China or Tokyo or something like that, but they've started coming into the U.S. And so now you can get that without ever leaving the airport, that, that space to go feel refreshed before you go on the next leg of your journey. And uh, sounds like you might have been a good candidate versus uh, sleeping on your backpack on an airport floor, though I've done that many times myself. (laughs) You got to make that per diem last. Yes, exactly. Wow. Okay. So did you do any writing while you were on the train this time? I I did a lot of writing, a lot of writing. I also did a lot of reflecting. Um, So I started journaling back in March of 2021 and pretty consistently every day I've written at least three pages. So I was able to go back and read those journals and see, you know, what I was contemplating at that time and what challenges and excitement there was in my life. And, um, so it was actually really reflective, um, which was, which was really cool. I hadn't planned on like going back and reading everything, but um, based off of the number of pages I had written it, it equated to like an entire book. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Did you, uh, can, would you share a takeaway? Did you, do you have any takeaways from this time of self-reflection and writing? Oof. Yeah. There are a lot that I can't share though. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I think the main takeaways are everything, every problem just seems so overwhelming at the time. And at this time, you know, March of 2021, um, you know, I still had an infant and uh, trying to work and raise a baby and it is massively overwhelming and So I think that there are a lot of things that in reflection I would have done differently, but also just kind of calibrating that against like, you know, your, your problems seem massive at the time, but you know, they exist and that's life and you get through them and nothing is so massively overwhelming that you can't, um, you know, kind of process your way through it. 
Yeah, I agree. It's uh, I didn't, I didn't do anything like what you did, but I did. I'm very active on Facebook, um, which I think you're probably learning if you're still spending time on Facebook. Uh, and I always write, you know, I take a lot of photos and I always write even a caption or a description or something like that to kind of say, Hey, this is what was going on in the photo. Um, I use it as like a live uh, memory journal kind of thing. So I was going back through the uh, album I have for my daughter and because she's going to be turning two on Saturday. She's only a couple wait, couple days away. And it's amazing how much you forget and what seemed like such a big challenge at the time. And now you're looking back on it and going, oh yeah, that was fine. Or, oh yeah, I got through that. Or, oh, hey, I learned this. And, uh, you know, and all the happy memories along the way too, that you kind of just move past in your head and don't don't cherish them for the moment that they are or whatever uh to to do that reflection is always very humbling and therapeutic so i'm glad that you had that opportunity that's wonderful what did you do in alaska once you got there so um once we got to denali national park we took a day and um we were staying at this lovely little resort there aren't very many hotels up there um, but we had this, this great hotel and I told my mom, I said, I don't want to do anything besides sit in this chair today. <laughs> <laughs> Lofty goals. <laughs> and so we did some of that. Um, I sat in a chair, um, and, uh, we went to the little town and did a little bit of shopping, um, and, uh, had a beautiful dinner at, uh, another one of the resorts that overlooked all of these mountains. And it was just a gorgeous time with my mom for us to just, I'm going to tear up thinking about it, but it was, you know, we did a toast to, to being here, to being here, to being something that we've dreamed of, we've worked for, um, and just like actually doing it. Um, so we had a, a really great time. And then, um, the following day, we did a Denali bus tour, which it's only, the park is only accessible by bus. And I'll have to send you a photo because they're the coolest, like old school buses ever. Oh, and nice. We went into the park, I think it was like 49 miles into the park on this bus with this entertaining uh, tour guide. By the way, you would be an excellent tour guide. In addition to all, I, I, I feel like you're going to throw out a story of, oh, I was a tour guide once. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> Were you? Never officially, never paid for my time, but have people asked me to plan their trips and expected that when we went on those trips, I would have fun facts and know things as we went along the way. Absolutely. 1000%. Yes. And is that the role I find myself in every single friendship group? Yes. A hundred percent. So for my friends and family, I have been the tour guide many times. I have not had the opportunity to do it, you know, for pay or on a bus or anything yet, but it is a hundred percent in my retirement plans <laughs> if I ever get to retire. And of course, part of that will be, you know, planning Disney, Disney excursions, but <laughs> Well, yeah. this gal was just the most wonderful tour guide. She was happy as can be. She reminded me so much of you. She was so happy. She was just up there driving the bus and uh, telling us all of these crazy facts that I, you know, were just all about, like she knew her stuff about this national park and she was so entertaining and lovely. And um, I have no idea how she did it, but she spotted these, this wildlife I, I, you know, you would never even be able to, to spot it with the naked eye. And she was like, oh, there's a grizzly bear nine o'clock. And <laughs> we saw four grizzly bears. Oh um, my gosh. Um, doll sheep. Um, there was several other things, but the grizzly bears were most notable. That's amazing. It was so cool. Did you get any photos of the wildlife? I don't know how big of a photographer you are. Um, not really. Uh, so they had this, uh, thing set up where, so once the tour guide stopped the bus, she then picked up her video camera and it was hooked up to several screens throughout the bus. So she would zoom in so you could see the bear like really close. 
um, even if you couldn't see it like with your, you know, vision. Uh, so we kind of got to see the best of both worlds in nature, but also like very zoomed up. Um, That's in incredible. Wow. What a yeah. cool system. I've never even seen that done before. That's wonderful. I know it was awesome. Wow. So we, yeah, we just, we had the best time ever. We ended up taking a bus back from Denali to Anchorage, which never again, just ride the train for anyone listening, ride the train both ways. Um, but it was, it was a beautiful time. It was awesome. So how was your week? You went to New York, uh, Nora started school and, uh, I want to hear about all the plans you have for her two-year-old birthday party, because I know that you've got massive plans. Well, you might be surprised actually on that one. Uh, so boy, there has been so much going on. There's been so much going on. I don't even know where to begin with all of it, but let's, uh, we'll start with that. Nora got accepted into a daycare at the last minute. And I am, when I say accepted, it's because where we live, it is a fight to get into a daycare. Absolutely a fight. Um, wait lists are a year to three years long. Uh, we had gotten into this you know, neighborhood school for a half day program um, that we weren't thrilled to send her to because we weren't really sure how we were going to manage, you know, full-time work and half day program. Um, and that was going to be our plan. And then the week before she's supposed to start, all of a sudden we get this phone call for her first choice school and they call us and they're like, Hey, we had somebody drop out last minute. And we were wondering if, if you wanted to take the spot and the people there are just so lovely. The energy of the entire place is just so kind. She was instantly comfortable. I mean, was she sad that I was leaving? Did that little flip pop out? Of course, you know what I mean? But she transitions there well. She comes home clean and full and hydrated every day, which has been a struggle in, in previous care that we've had. And she just loves it. So it's really exciting. You know, she doesn't like getting up early to go to school because it's been a bit of an, a, a, a clock adjustment for us because this is my child who in the next story you'll hear has no problem staying up until the wee hours of the morning. She's a party girl. She is a party girl, hundred percent a party girl. So prior to starting school, her sleep schedule would be that she'd go to bed around 10 or 11 o'clock at night. She would sleep until 10 a.m. in the morning and then she'd get up she'd kind of have her day and she would nap between 3 and 5 p.m. and then you know repeat so and if she skipped a nap it wasn't really that big of a deal now we're on a schedule with daycare where she needs to be up seven seven ish and she has to nap at noon which is you know <laughs> completely different than what she was used to uh, and that means she's tired. And so we're all adjusting a little bit because we have to actually give her enough sleep. And that means, you know, not being out until late at night doing whatever our adventures are. Um, so, you know, 830 bedtime, something like that. Anyway, this brings me to the wedding story. This child, she was the flower girl in the wedding. Her uh, there were two uh, ring security uh, boys uh, they were they were the ring bearers and they were oh they were all done up. They had like fake headsets and sunglasses that said security on them. Oh, how cool. uh, yeah, they had, you know, uh, plastic boxes that said ring security on them that they carried around like briefcases. It was really cute. And she had so much fun with these boys. It was wonderful. And she hadn't really met them before, maybe once as an infant. And um uh, she stayed up until two o'clock in the morning with no naps, totally lighting up the dance floor. It was hysterical and adorable. And, you know, as the night went on and everyone's relaxing, did we hijack the DJ to play Baby Shark and the wheels <laughs> on the bus? Absolutely, we did. It was so much fun. And it was really inspirational because being having so many of the people that she knows first of all we visited friends in new york that she hadn't seen in a while and that she remembered and then having so much family in one place and seeing all of them in kind of back-to-back -back scenarios or together for the first time uh inspired her to start having an understanding that people have names 
And while she, you know, she understood mom, dad, and we have a friend who she absolutely loves named Josh. She asks for him all the time. But now she understands that people outside of the three of them, of the three of us, have names and she wants to know what they are. So she'll walk up and she's like, who's this? Who's oh. this? And then the, at nighttime, now she wants to know every name that she can remember. She wants to know where they are. So now I have to tell her everybody is sleeping. So there's a list of like 15 people who at 8.30 at night, as far as the toddler is concerned, is sleeping because otherwise she won't go to bed because she's like, well, we're going. We're going. I go. I go. Like she wants to go find them wherever they are. She doesn't completely understand the concept of airplanes. She just knows that it will take her to some of her preferred people. And so she's ready to go right out the door to go find these people that she knows the names of now. Uh, so that's been a huge development in our in our life and uh we have this great photo of her which cracks me up she did such a great job being a flower girl um i don't have any video of it i hope somebody did it was one of those unplugged ceremonies so you couldn't have uh you know your cameras out anything like that but hopefully the photographer got something she walked down the entire aisle with the basket of the flower petals and she didn't throw a single one <laughs> she just kind of sauntered and smiled she loved the attention on her but then she stopped in front of the bride and groom without any prompting, reaches in her little flower basket and throws straight up in the air this huge handful of basically flower petal confetti. And everybody cheered and laughed. And I was like, wow, way to nail it, you tiny showman. <laughs> Because it really looked like it was going to be one of those scenarios where she was like, oh, okay, well, the flower girl didn't, you know, throw anything, whatever. No, no. She just wanted to draw out the moment, you know, and and I really hope there's some cool photos in that. Oh, uh, that is so cute. It was. It was really cute. So we've had that going on. Uh, my husband is away right now. So thank goodness we got daycare because I am solo parenting for like nine days. All of, yeah. All of a sudden, his company um, decided that they would fund a management, like this really high level tier management course out at UCLA. And so he's in California all week, um, which is interesting because now that Nora has the concept of where and names, it's all day long. Where daddy? Where go? Daddy home? Daddy home? Daddy go. <laughs> all day every night at bedtime particularly anyway uh so yeah i'm rocking that while starting a new position uh with teleteachers uh it for not you know still as a special educator but in a new school environment and and working out all the kinks with that um while she's starting a new daycare and it's the longest my husband and i have ever been apart ever um we've known each other since 2012 and I think maybe there was one other trip where he was gone this long. And what we've do you been... know about that? It's different, man. It's different. I think we're both feeling it, though, because we've definitely communicated a lot. Thank God for video calling. Um, and I realized that I really don't care to cook. <laughs> I have sent him some of the saddest, saddest looking meals that I have consumed uh, in his absence, because he's a phenomenal cook and he does the cooking in our house. You know, he's got the well-balanced meals on lock. They're amazing. They're delicious. They're not always balanced. Um, meanwhile, I'm like, what can we microwave? Let's let's microwave that. Do you want this, you know, two ingredient? You know, do you want a grilled cheese? Do you want chicken that I put on a pan in the oven for 30 minutes? Yeah. Do you want that? No. So I'm a little concerned Nora's going to starve this week because she doesn't like my cooking, but uh, we're working through it. We're working. Thank God for snacks. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's different. It's definitely different. I'm not responsible enough to go to bed on time. I've learned that about myself. Uh, I'm actually drinking an energy drink right now, chasing my coffee because I was up working last night until, you know, two o'clock in the morning, but having to be up at seven this morning. So Without a partner here with me, I've learned that I can't be, can't be responsible enough to go to bed on time. Yeah, uh, it's tough. I, you know, I hear where you're coming from because there's, it's almost anxiety. It drives yeah. anxiety because you're like, oh my goodness, there's no backup. 
Mm-hmm. No backup. And I have friends who are, are single moms full time. And like, how do you do it? Like you, you know, that that day is coming. You're not getting any rest. And even if you go to bed at night, it's like, I, I feel myself having anxiety, uh, even if I'm in bed on time around the fact of what if I r- wake up tired? Yeah. Yeah. How am I going to keep up? And just to raise a human, much less work and raise a human. Yep. And figure out how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem, friends. Um, but yeah, no, it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. Thankfully, Nora uh, has been a good, I've been very lucky so far. There's a lot left. So you'll have to ask me next week how I survived. But so far, she's been a good sport. We've kept her busy. Um, I'm so grateful for having daycare. And we're kind of figuring it out as we go. Today's kind of where it really starts because his class starts. So, you know, he'll be he'll be gone all day. And I think I'll feel the absence a lot more today because he left on Saturday. Now it's Monday. But he had a very flexible schedule the rest of the weekend. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think that I've learned that I will go to bed at a more reasonable hour tonight. Um, and I've done a lot of house cleaning. I, mm-hmm. That's my coping mechanism is that I go clean things like, oh, well, you know, getting work. And I realized I'm still scared of the dark. Oh, I figured that out. So I didn't think I was anymore, but I had to take the garbage out last night at night. And man, I hightailed it back in, in the house so darn fast. Yeah. So it's like, am I, am I a grown up? I mean, I know I'm 37, but. <laughs> well, it's hard. I, I would be scared if yeah. I didn't live in an apartment. Cause I, you know how I like my dateline and I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I think I'm just going to always have to live in an apartment because I'm not giving up my dateline and I'd just be scared to death, but I was in this home by myself. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So, you know, you hear a sound and you're like, wait, 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 I'm the responsible party. You know, if something goes wrong, I am responsible right now. I am the first responder. Okay. All right. So what was that sound? What made that clicking noise? What, you know, now there's a storm outside. What if something goes wrong? And I mean, we lost power this weekend. We found some creepy bugs this weekend. Everything is happening and I'm going, I have to handle this. (laughs) Uh, So it's been, it's been a growing experience. Um, And you know, what has not helped me is that, you know, uh, your news feed on your phone, right? You know, your phone listens to you and it, yeah, it, yeah, your phone listens to you and populates based on what it hears and, and thinks you're interested in. Well, I had a lengthy conversation, two, two lengthy conversations in the past week. One about how many missing women have been showing up like on my news feed, like all of these alerts about missing women and uh, that. So, first of all, I've got that going through my head. And then I went to the dentist last week and she was talking all about murder mystery books. Oh no. And so evidently my phone thinks I'm really fascinated by murder. (laughs) So every time I go look at my phone to like kind of casually clear my brain, I've got, okay, missing women and murder as my top highlights. And no matter what, how many times I hit not interested or swipe away or whatever, it just keeps coming back. So that's not helping my fear of the dark in any way. Maybe you should consider a security system for your house. Oh, we've, we've, we've got that. It's, it's there. It's there. And that was the other thing. Okay. Something triggered three o'clock in the morning. The first night we're alone, three o'clock in the morning, something triggered the system. Stop. I swear to God. I was like, I would have lost it. (laughs) I'm checking all the cameras and I still don't know what it was. I still don't know what it was. I was like, oh, this, this, I'm going to have a heart attack is what I'm going to do. No, I can't have a heart attack. I'm the responsible adult in the house. So, (laughs) well, you've at least got your dogs. Yes. Yes, I do. And they did not seem concerned. So I'm guessing it wasn't somebody trying to get in the house because I think even in their sleep, they would have, they would have said something was up. So you need to take some, maybe this is what we can do as part of the show. You and I can each go take a Krav Maga. Yes. Oh, that would be really cool. That would be really fun. (laughs) Like a half a mile from me. That would be awesome. That would be really, really cool. (laughs) 
I think I might need that before he goes away again. I, I, I do think that I'm like, all right, I need something feel a little bit better here. But anyway, so that was good. And then I think the last exciting thing I've got going on and I, all the details have yet to come out of it. I'm working through it right now, but uh, I was invited to uh, participate with the Council of Exceptional Children's uh, National Annual Conference for 2023. And uh, I've been invited to speak at that. So more details forthcoming on that. But that was a pretty cool email to get uh, last week. And uh, I'm internally celebrating and and screaming in fear and excitement. So <laughs> where's your mic? Please raise it and drop it. <laughs> so happy for you. Yeah. I'm so excited. You are going to rock the stage. I think you should tell everyone what it's called the title of your oh man what was it called? oh god now online i have to look it up inspired well of course it was online and inspired that's my like second identity now online and inspired but what was my formal title that's the real question there was so that's good. how it started uh, oh uh, online and inspired same impact different setting that's what it was. And it's all about virtual special education. So nice. yeah, but our name will be out there and we'll talk about how awesome it is. I so. can't wait to be in the crowd, like with a, <laughs> <laughs> or a cowbell. Oh my God, please bring a cowbell. That would be so great. Or just a tie dye sweatsuit, just to that, like, give you your energy. That would give me plenty of energy. How about a tie dyed cowbell? <gasps> There you go. <laughs> it's in it's in Louisville, isn't it? Yeah, Louisville. Yeah, I can barely say it, but I've never been to Kentucky, not even for a hot second. So uh I guess that time is coming in March. So more details to come on that. It's on my list of things to tackle late night this week, uh, is figuring out what is needed and and what we're gonna do to present all of that. But it'll be pretty exciting and I feel kind of cool about it. So kind of a big deal kind of a big deal yeah I might get a t-shirt that says that I'm kind of a big deal wear it on stage it is, be a so stage. Cool. it is such an honor and you deserve every ounce of it I'm so happy for you I appreciate it it definitely oh, feels cool I mean you know they're the people that put out the curriculum that not curriculum but the, you know the training that I've gone through as, as a special educator I mean everyone knows who the CEC is for uh if you're in special ed so it feels really cool to be a part of anything that they do and and to have my name on an agenda and <laughs> we'll see add we'll national see. conference speaker to your list of I know. your long and growing list of things that you've done it's true I mean do I wear a tie-dye on the stage I don't know I mean at least I, I'll have to wear Crocs <laughs> I, was, I was at this conference last year and I only went to a few sessions, but one that I went to, um, I, I, she, I just adored her. She was a professor, I believe from the university of Alabama and she lit up that stage with so much personality and stories. And she just brought the data points home as well. So like her content was so rich, but I just see similarities between your presentation style and personality and the way that she presented and the room was just captivated. There were, it was standing room only in this huge room, all special ed teachers, like hooping and hollering at her different, like, you know, um, points and stories. It was just, you're just gonna, you're, everybody's gonna love you. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. We'll, we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited. So of course I'll be an influencer next year. You know, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it right now, but, uh, you know, it'll be all official next year. But uh, I want to tell you about the uh, influencer that I am addicted to right now. 100% addiction. Who is it? I don't know her real name. That's the best part. She has the handle really very crunchy. Ooh. Okay. And I, I are you familiar with the term crunchy or granola yeah. mom? Yes. And oh. my, uh, it was triggered while I was in Seattle. Oh. Everybody in the airport appeared crunchy. <laughs> yes. Seattle, you have a very high probability of... Crunch factor was high. The crunch factor. Yeah, it was crunchtastic out there, right? So uh, this woman cracks me up. She is my feel-good, just minute-long share 
And I will, I, I bet I can share something. I bet she'll let me share something of hers on our actual feed, but it's, it's, she has conversations uh, with herself or as if she's speaking to somebody without someone there um, about just crunchy life and what it sounds like, you know, and all the things that go into it, but in a very humorous, very engaging, like you absolutely instantly love her kind of way. And I'm working through all of her content now. Whenever I just need that brain break, I'm like, all right, really very crunchy. Let's look this up. Not a crunchy mom by any means. However, I am not a soft mom. There is, you know, there's a granola bit in there, an almond. There's a little bit of uh, of crunchtasticness in how we raise Nora. But it's it's nothing like some of the stuff she talks about. And it's it's just so funny. It's so feel good. And I can't recommend her highly enough. So we, we both know that my mother is listening to the show and she's going to say, what is crunchy, sweetie? What does that mean? <laughs> Will you please fill in our audience on what does crunchy mean? So crunchy is like it's like hippie. That's not it's like hippie but like in a protective way like you know you're super aware of everything you're putting into your child's body or uh exposing them to or let's see let's see what the google even defines this as so crunchy Crunchy. moms probably don't use tide to wash their clothes no 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 Uh, There we go. Crunchy mom, by definition, is a mom who practices natural parenting or is considered a neo-hippie. So I was right, you know. So uh, you you might give birth at home or in a meadow or a river or something like that. You cloth diaper your babies. I did that. We cloth diapered. You make all your own organic baby foods. I would not say ours were organic, but we did make all of our own baby foods. Um, Crunchy. I know, I know. Like I said, there's a couple almonds and stuff there. Uh, you know, breastfeeding over bottle feeding. I, you know, everything. Yeah, did that. Family bed, we did not do. Coconut oil. Yeah, we did that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I would love if people went out there and, and talked about their own, uh, what they think a crunchy mom is. And uh I would never have considered myself one until I started watching some of this and being like, oh, oh, yeah, actually, I did relate a little bit to that one a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's fun. And it's if you look up Crunchy Mom, even in Google, you start seeing images of the woman I'm talking about right now. (laughs) So she must be huge. Uh, Yeah, really very crunchy. Got to check her out. 100%. Good laughs, especially if you're a mom. So Um, do you have an influencer this week? I know you've got books galore. No, but I've got a couple of books to talk about. Tell me about them. During the trip, um, I was able to read some things that weren't uh, entrepreneurial in nature. They have nothing to do with startup life, which is a uh, different path than I usually take in my book recommendations. I didn't know you owned any books that weren't about that <laughs> I, I do and I'm I so excited them. I read them on occasion so they're um, all true crime related or <laughs> thrillers yeah thrillers. Yep. um so uh the one that I read that was really good was called the golden couple and it has two authors which I'd never read a novel by two authors I don't know how that works but uh Greer Hendricks and Sarah uh Pekinen, the golden couple. It was a really cool thriller. And what I loved about it, first of all, I had like five stars across the board, but you couldn't figure it out in most thrillers. You're, you see different threads and you're like, oh yeah, it's going to be this person or it's going to happen, you know, this way, even as you're thinking about what if it's this person, what if it's in playing those scenarios out it kept you guessing. And at the very last bit, it took a turn and it was so complex, but yet easy to follow. I loved it. And it was about a a clinical therapist who had lost her license because she had some radical practices that she used to help her, her patients. 
So then she then became a quote consultant instead of a therapist and had this uh, 10 step or 10 session um, uh, protocol that she used with her clients. And it was, it was just radical. It was kind of like what you wish your therapist did, like uh, sleuthing on your behalf behind the scenes. And instead of like working you towards getting to your own answer, like answering your question. So it was, it was cool to think about it from like, okay, yes, practically this would never happen. But if your therapist was actually in charge of solving your problems for you, she called it, uh, she called herself a fixer. So she went from clinical therapist to fixer. I love that. It was super fascinating. And, um, everything about the setting and the main, uh, character owned this really cute, uh, gift shop. I highly recommend it. So that was, um, a novel and another recommendation that I have that is a little bit, uh, I don't, I don't want to say lighter reading because it's actually not light, lighter reading, but, um, more, uh, it's a book of, of poetry and it's called Evergreen by Kirsten Robinson. And maybe this can be my influencer also because I originally found her on Instagram. Her Instagram title is at naked writing. She's fully clothed, nothing to be concerned with, but her, her writing is, um, you know, uh, really gets to the core of, of what she's trying to say. And she has put her poems into a book called Evergreen. It's beautiful. Uh, she talks about life and um, womanhood and um, just really finding your truest self. So I ordered that on my Kindle just because I wanted access to it quickly, but it'll be a book that I definitely have in hard copy. Wow. That's pretty good endorsement. When you when you buy something twice, that is always the sign to me. And I had well, going back a hot second, you know, I had how to make your own baby food, uh, both on the electronic version and and in hard copy. And when I say how to make your own baby food, I didn't have that. I had 80 recipes from around the world for your baby and toddler. So it was you want to know why Nora's a good eater? It's because it's because of that. You know, she was not she was eating Indian flavors and flavors from different cultures from the second that she uh, started eating. And as much as I'll take credit for that, it's not at all. She was just born that way. Uh, the ver- We started, I don't think I ever told you the story, and that's why I'm going down this rabbit hole. Um, we started her on solid foods, uh, just, you know, trying things when she was four months old and we knew she was ready. Why do we know that she was ready? Because we used to eat lunch together on the couch. And this particular day, as she was sitting in her like upright chair and Kyle was on one side and I was on the other, she launched herself toward my beef tongue burrito. Oh, (laughs) gross. Ew. And it was all she wanted and she's a force and she's always been a force this child came out with opinions and uh she was so upset when I wouldn't give it to her and so we called her pediatrician and we're like hey listen can we can we can we try you know solid foods with her and of course then we did the standard things and when I stay when I say standards her first real food that was like real table food was an avocado so um yeah it was really interesting. So beef tongue burrito, having books in, in two different, two different ways is like the highest compliment. I think you can give an an author when you've bought it both, you know, on your electronic device and you're like, no, no, I actually need this in person too. And having that real one is, is pretty cool. Someday when you write a book, I'll have it in, in both forms. I look forward to that day. You know, that's my dream. And you're going to do it. I know you are. I know you are. And I look forward to be like, ah, well, I know her friends with her and then I'm going to make you sign it (laughs) oh you're so sweet so no I'll have to quote you all the time it'll be great on whatever tour guide I'm giving (laughs) (laughs) well my friend Emily Smith published author says (laughs) 
you'll have to you'll have to talk about me in your national conference presentation of course of course I will name drop the snot out of you (laughs) it'll be a lot of fun but let's see what else do we talk about in the show it's been so long I know it's only been two weeks but it feels really long I think I've gone through a period of change in my life that I didn't know I was going through uh, just with all of the stuff that has happened the last six weeks. And I finally sat down at my computer last night and kind of just took that moment and said, wow, so much has gone on. I feel like I'm getting my head back on right now. And not that I was lost, but that, you know, there are definitely elements of myself that have changed in the last six weeks. Uh, so it's very interesting right now to kind of getting back to who I am. Um, so yeah, in that in that time period and why I'm saying that is like, I don't even remember what we talk about on the show every week. We did we did influencers, we did authors. I haven't read any books. I can but tell you that. Inspired. How are you living inspired? I know you're yes. so crazy. Yes. Okay. How am I living inspired? This week. What does that mean? This week. Yeah. This week. You know what? It's, I think it's, can it, you know what it is? It's getting back to podcasting. Because I've been recording, I've been recording, this is per, you know, only all about me. And, 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 you know, as you know, I have my other podcast, A Toast and a Tale, which I was not able to put any episodes out for the last two weeks. And while two weeks doesn't sound like a long time in, you know, when you're thinking of a calendar or something like that, when you, when you make your life around, you know, kind of doing these certain things, and then you're not able to do them and you feel that like, oh, I'm behind or, you know, like you, like you owe the world a product, you know what I mean? Uh, that didn't feel good for me. And so I spent some time last night uh, and then not last week when we were not able to put out a show for here, like it was like double, right? Um, so this last night, I stayed up until two o'clock in the morning and I caught up. I caught up on the things that I needed to process. I set aside specific time in my calendar so that this will not happen again. And so my living inspired is kind of getting back to the things that, you know, making time for the things, my projects, my whatever that that I need to do to feel like I have my identity. Um, and that took a lot of work to get to be able to do with all of the changes that have gone on and figuring out the schedule with the new position I'm in for this school year and just kind of ironing out all those details. So my living inspired is saying, okay, what are the things that I need to, what inspires me and how do I make time for them? So that's, that's where I'm at. How about you? I mean, how, what's, what's your next endeavor? You've done Alaska now. What's the next big dream? I don't know. My mom and I were talking about that. We're going to try and make this an annual trip of some sort. Um, But living inspired right now, um, I think it just, for me, currently is taking care of myself um, and making sure, because you can't take care of your kids the way that you want to, unless you're taking care of yourself. So this morning after I dropped Maddie off at school, I went to Trader Joe's. I, I, (laughs) I identify with how you feel about cooking at this moment in time, because I'm like, look, I'm not going to try and shoot for the moon here this week because I'm also solo parenting. I am just, so I bought a bunch of prepared things, but I'm like, I'm going to have food in my fridge. And when Maddie gets home, it's her and I, and, um, I'm just going to focus on my kid and, um, the rest of the world can disappear and I can, you know, settle in in the evening and get caught up, but just like having that time where it's nothing but me and Maddie and some good food. We always bond over food. Um, I respect that. <laughs> so I think that's, I think that's just our jam this week. It's just, you know, keeping things, um, you know, keeping priorities in check. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, ex- I think we're on the same page this week. I think that you and I don't always like fall on doing the same things, like whether one of us is traveling or, you know, has these, you know, big grand presentations or whatever. I think we're on the same exact page this week. And you just inspired me to go to Trader Joe's, by the way, that's a hundred percent what I'm doing because literally we're down to pasta and sauce. Now there's nothing else left. So, (laughs) and PSA Trader Joe's now has their fall candles out. Oh, my poor wallet. It's going to take a hit. It's going to take a hit. So we're going to do that tonight or tomorrow for sure. Jeez, I might have to take the rest of the day off. I know. Okay. 
so yeah we'll hit up trader joe's this week and uh you know my my husband wouldn't be gone if we didn't go to goodwill you know uh we got to go to goodwill and we'll do some of that stuff after we had a nice fun weekend together and and that's it and my night times i'm leaving for me you know i want to make sure that i'm you know feeling organized and i i feel like i've run behind even though i've never fallen behind if i'm not ahead i'm behind you know what i mean i'm one of those so I feel like I want to set myself up for some success that way as part of my own personal inspiration for this week. So we'll see. Check back next week to see if I actually did any of it. <laughs> Inspiring me. Yes, exactly. So, well, maybe you'll start writing your book or maybe you'll go on a cruise with your mom next year. Have you ever done cruising? I can't talk about cruising. Okay. Story <laughs> for another day. All right. All right. I'm not a fan. Okay. Not a fan. I understand. All right. Well, we are definitely going to uh, unpack that. It's actually going on a sticky note. Uh, we're going to talk about Emily's <laughs> non-fan of cruising at some point. Uh, you'll just have to find out what episode that is by tuning back in. <laughs> but I think that's all we have time for today. It's already at the top of an hour. It has been so much fun catching up with you. I really appreciate it. This was so good for my soul. And I've missed having your your presence in my life over the last two weeks. I really have. Like, I felt like a piece of me was gone in Alaska. I can't wait to see what photos you share. Uh, the, I'm so excited to ha- to be back with you recording and, and just kind of moving forward on, on the adventure of this school year. Oh, thank you. I feel the exact same way and excited to get back in our podcasting groove and to just keep chugging along. I put some pictures in the Monday morning tea. So yes. All right. Well, I'm going to go read that now. Well, Emily, get off to your your next meeting and I can't wait to connect with you again. And uh, we'll have to see who we've got on for a guest next week. I'm looking forward to it. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Let's talk about the special education problem facing our nation. Seven million students need special education services, but over 98% of school districts can't find the staff that they need. On top of that, there are 14% fewer people entering the field. Whoa, it's no wonder teachers and providers are overwhelmed. Enter Teleteachers. We offer options. We can help fill in gaps in your special education teams, as well as help your teams monitor IEP goals and progress through our technology platform, Mira for Schools. We want to help special education teams get back to what matters the most, the students. Check us out online today at www.teleteachers.com or send an email to hello at teleteachers.com to find out more information. Tell them Marissa sent you. Thank you for joining us today. Take a deep breath. Remember, we, the education and parent community, work better together. We innovate better together, and we don't need to be in the same physical space to do it. We are online inspired, and we are so delighted that you have decided to listen in today. You can find us working to live our best lives online via our Facebook and Instagram pages. Search for online and inspired, where you can also find our personal handles and, of course, plenty of baby pictures. You can also visit our website, which features our swag shop at www.onlineandinspired.com. And if you are looking for position in online learning, please check out our website at www.teleteachers.com slash join.html and follow Teleteachers on Facebook or Instagram. Stay connected, stay inspired, and we'll see you next week.